We are just days away from UPS workers walking out on strike, which could have dire consequences. A member of the U.S. military ran across the border into North Korea this week and is believed to be in North Korean custody. Details on these stories and much, much more coming up on today's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. We are here on Friday, July 21st, 2023, for another news episode. Yes, we have a lot to talk about here today. It's going to be a good one, and we'll jump into all of that here in just a moment. But before we get into that, let's jump into the normal Friday morning pattern and get into the weather headed into this weekend. And we start in Los Angeles, California, where it'll be mostly clear today with a high of 91 degrees with some clouds rolling through in the back end of the weekend. The same goes for Houston, mostly clear today, though with a high of 100 here on this Friday and some clouds moving in over the end of the weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, expect mostly clear skies once again with a high of 79 degrees with a mostly clear weekend ahead. And finally, in New York City, thunderstorms today, a break in the pattern with a high of 81 degrees and a mostly clear weekend after that. So overall, pretty clear weekend, you know, a bit of a a break in the pattern, like I said, in New York City, but overall pretty dry, pretty warm especially down there in the Southwest. But really, we have to talk about this weather thing, okay? And, you know, I'm guilty a lot of the time at the top of these shows of talking about the weather. But for today, we're going to jump straight into the news. But that news starts with a breakdown of what's been going on with some of these heat records that have been just falling left and right across the world because temperatures are soaring worldwide. And we've heard plenty about some of the records being broken, not only here in the U S but globally. So let's go through some of these records and just take a look at what's been happening since June of this year to spark this conversation. So in death Valley to start out, known as the hottest place in the world. They saw new daily and nightly temperature records reaching 128 degrees and 120 degrees respectively. So 128 during the day, 120 at night, setting new daily and nightly records in Death Valley. Still not the hottest temperatures ever seen in the world, but very, very close. Now, Phoenix, Arizona has seen temperatures eclipsing 110 degrees for 21 straight days as of the day of recording. And this record is expected to continue with temperatures forecasted to stay above 110 through July 28th. So we'll have to see how long that record actually continues. This is the longest streak of days above 110 ever seen and so that is forecasted again to continue for another week 
another week at this point and could extend even beyond that. Now, world temperatures, like I said, have also been skyrocketing. In the month of July, the average temperature record fell four days in a row between July 3rd and July 6th, with the highest temperature, of course, being recorded on July 6th at 63.01 degrees Fahrenheit. And mind you, this includes temperatures taken from both the North and South Pole, which are experiencing winter at this time. In Tokyo, Japan, they are seeing heat records with a five-day heat wave sweeping across the capital. All those days over 95 degrees, something that is never seen in Japan, especially in Tokyo. This is a record that has stood for 150 years. And finally, on Tuesday of this week, both Rome and the Catalonia region of Spain saw record heat levels, getting as high as 107.24 and 113.5 degrees, respectively. So what is causing these massive temperature spikes? What has been causing these records to fall so frequently and so intensely throughout the past month. Well, according to experts, it comes down to two main points. The first is the global warming effects that we have all heard about for years now. It's been a topic that increases in conversation. It increases in importance on a lot of political spectrums. We hear it all the time. But the other is the El Nino event that just took place recently, which causes temperatures to rise several degrees worldwide. So these are the two things that have been combining to really cause these high temperatures. And it is safe to say that we will continue to see records fall across the world as this sweltering summer continues. And some experts believe that we will see 2023 top the charts as the hottest year on record. Well, we are now just 10 days away from a major UPS strike, and the likelihood of this strike going into effect is almost at 100%. This has been an ongoing battle between UPS and Teamsters, the group representing the UPS workers, for quite some time. However, for the past two weeks, negotiations have been completely shut down with the two sides unable to agree on pay and benefits for part-time workers. And that is really the only major sticking point as we draw closer to the August 1st deadline. All other major issues, including putting ACs in vans and eliminating a lower pay class, have been resolved it is just the pay and benefits issue holding things up at this point. And luckily, the two sides have agreed to return to the table next week, with UPS saying that they are prepared to raise that pay and benefits package, though by how much is currently unknown. All this being said, we are still likely to see the strike go into effect, because after the offer is brought to the table, it still has to be brought to the union's members and voted on. This could take some time, so it is important to look at how much the strike will impact the U.S. and the people across the nation. To help set the foundation for this picture, let's look at the number of packages shipped through the UPS on a daily basis. 
And that number sits at 59 million packages shipped daily. And this number is split evenly between homes and businesses. And based on estimates, the impact would be felt quickly. Now, it is unlikely that customers would feel the effects within the first couple of days. There would be a bit of a reprieve there. However, after about a week or two, it would become quite obvious. We would start to see delays similar to those seen at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. And by a few weeks in, key shipments like medical supplies could be disrupted. And by a month, UPS could be seeing backlogs that would extend into the holiday season. And for the UPS, even a short strike could mean hundreds of millions of dollars lost, with one firm estimating that the company would lose $810 million in a 10-day strike period. And while both FedEx and USPS have put out statements saying that they could handle the load of UPS's shipments, many experts have their doubts about this, so only time will be able to tell whether this holds true. And this could be just one breakpoint of several in the supply chain in the near future, with Yellow Freight on the verge of a strike as well. And if you want more information about this Yellow Freight strike, be sure to join us on Clubhouse today during our live show. Link to that is in the show notes where we will be breaking down the details surrounding that. A rare shooting took place in the city of Auckland, New Zealand, just hours before it was planning to open up for the Women's World Cup. The Thursday morning shooting left two dead and six others, including a police officer, injured, and the person responsible for the shooting was identified as 24-year-old Matu Tangi Machua Reed, who had a history with the police known for family violence and several mental health issues. He tore through a construction site where he worked with a pump-action shotgun, shooting at anyone that came into view. He was eventually cornered into an elevator shaft and was located deceased, unknown whether police killed him or whether he took his own life. And at the end of the day, we still don't know the motive for this attack, though the mayor of Auckland said that it had nothing to do with the Women's World Cup and that this was not a terrorism attack. And the Prime Minister of New Zealand spoke on the matter as well, saying, quote, Clearly with the FIFA World Cup kicking off this evening, there are a lot of eyes on Auckland. The government has spoken to FIFA organizers this morning, and the tournament will proceed as planned. I want to reiterate that there is no wider national security threat. This appears to be the action of one individual. End quote. Several of the national teams put out statements of their own saying that they felt safe and secure thanks to both the security within their hotels, along with security of their own that they had within their squads. And fans attending the opening game between New Zealand and Norway were invited to show up a little earlier, and it was stated that there would be extra tight security at the stadium. Police will continue to investigate how the shooting happened and how Reed was able to obtain the firearm when he had no license to carry one. On Tuesday of this week, a member of the U.S. military crossed over the border between the two Koreas, entering the northern side. 
Travis King, 23 years old and private second class, was being escorted to an airport near the demilitarized zone of the border and on his way back to the United States. When his escorts could go no further, King found a way to slip into a tour group headed towards the border and took a chance to run across. U.S. military and South Korean police attempted to catch up with King before he crossed over, but were unable to do so. He was then lost to them, and it is believed that he has been taken into custody by North Korean officials. And ever since then, the U.S. has been trying to work with North Korea to get someone in to see King, but there has been no progress made on that that we know of anyway to this point. But the real question is, what caused King to run across in the first place? What made this cross his mind? Well, it came down to the fact that he was facing disciplinary action both in South Korea and was set to face discharge from the military once he reached the United States. This is because King had been arrested for assault while in South Korea, along with being fined for causing damage to a police officer's vehicle and resisting arrest. He refused to pay the fine, which earned him 47 days in jail, and when he returned to the U.S., King was set to be discharged from the military, as I mentioned before, and could have also faced further consequences. So, when he got his opportunity, he escaped across the border in that demilitarized zone. And in the past three days, the U.S., including Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, have been making it very clear publicly that Travis King was acting of his own accord and that the United States had nothing to do with him crossing into North Korea. Meanwhile, North Korea has remained completely silent on the matter, both in state and out, though they did go through with two more ballistic missile tests on Wednesday. And we will be sure to update you guys with more information about the story as it emerges. Now getting into rapid news, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu announced this week that he will not be seeking re-election for the governor's seat in 2024. And NFL owners unanimously approved the sale for the Washington Commanders, worth $6.05 billion. Former owner Dan Snyder has also been fined $60 million for workplace misconduct and financial improprieties. Now getting into good news for today and really just a heartwarming story. As 11-year-old Shaden Walker was looking for friends and ended up at his neighbor's house, Brennan Ray, who opened the door to Walker knocking and Shaden proceeded to ask, you know, do you know any kids in the neighborhood around 11 or 12 years old? Shaden was 11 himself. And, you know, do you know anyone that I could connect with? Cause I need friends really badly. And Brennan said, you know, he knew a few people and, pointed out some kids in the area, but Shaden said that that wouldn't do because those kids were bullies. And Brennan, he basically said that, you know, those were all the kids that he knew off the top of his head and that Shaden was welcome to spend time with his daughter, though his daughter was only two, which made Shaden very happy because he said that, you know, two-year-olds were some of the cutest kids he had ever seen in his life. And this whole thing was caught on video on brennan ray's uh doorbell camera 
And he shared the video on TikTok, expecting it to just get a couple of views locally, you know, helping Shaden connect with some other kids in the area. However, this story went absolutely viral, exploded online, acquiring almost 70 million views worldwide. Yes, 70 million views. And the comments were beautiful. People all around the world wanting to be Shaden's friend from Hawaii to China to the UK and so much more. And it is fair to say that Shaden Walker is now one of the most popular 11-year-olds on the face of the planet. And what makes this even more heartwarming is the fact that Shaden does live with several mental health issues, but is absolutely adored for his honesty, for the way that he conducts himself, for his demeanor. And it was also noted that he does indeed spend time with Brennan Ray's daughter. So, you know, he was truly genuine about that and has a great time. And even crazier than all of this is that a GoFundMe was actually set up for Shaden for whatever he wants. And it has raised $37,000. $37,000. Incredible. Just absolutely incredible through and through. But I hope you guys enjoyed this story as much as I did. Just a beautiful way to end this show and a beautiful way to really end out the week here as we head into this weekend. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Now, if you want to get more, like I said, we have updates on more potential strikes going on. You can join us for the live room on a clubhouse at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. Link to the house is in the show notes. As always, don't miss out on that. Um, and you can also catch the replay of those rooms afterwards. So they're all on replay. So even if you can't catch the live room, you can always listen afterwards. So we will have more information on that. We will be live streaming this episode. Don't miss out on any of those rooms. We have rooms for every episode that we upload where we talk about more news, more content, and overall just have a really good time. But beyond that, I don't have much else. So I hope you guys have a lovely weekend. We will see you on Sunday for the week ahead episode. And until then, you guys have a great weekend. Bye. 